and welcome to a special edition of Yoga Benito Football Social. Um, this is something a bit different, ladies and gentlemen. Today we're going to bring you something, it's somewhat of a January signing. He's been on the books for, for a while now, as our Jimmy Townsend, but he's, uh, he's a fresh pair of legs on the pitch and we're delighted for him to have his first JB podcast with us. So, good afternoon Mr Townsend, you're over in the very beautiful Jersey, how's life treating you? Life is wonderful, Jack. It's a special moment for me. I can see the uh, tears welling up in uh, mum and dad's <laughs> eyes in the stand. They'd be in the cop, obviously, looking down. And um, I'm waving at my wife and children. It's, it's a special moment. I've waited a long time, long time. Yeah, I don't think we've got enough time to go into just how <laughs> the technical challenges that we've had to overcome. Can, um, yeah, can I just liken it to a quick literary link here? Um, the Old Man in the Sea. It was very much like Jack's the Old Man, I'm the Marlin. And you just would not give up on me. You dragged me across oceans to get me here. And I'm I'm so pleased. So well, pleased. I love technology. Love it. And we love you, Jimmy. And it's absolutely astounding to have you with us. Um, Jimmy, is, as you know, listeners, um, has penned some of the fantastic um, blog posts and articles that we've had on the JB website. But, um, yeah, we thought we'd do a little half-time report on a subject that is closest to Jimmy's heart, and that is Liverpool FC. Uh, fantastic season for them this season. Last season was such a sort of... Jimmy felt very an anomalous in terms mm. of performance and, and results. But give us your general overview. Yeah, we're, we're at half-time. Um, what, what's your thoughts on Liverpool so far this season? Um yeah, like you said, really excited to see them back again, showing their showing their former form after what was a yeah horrible, tricky season last year with injuries and so on. So it's really good to see them back um, back where they should be and um, playing the football that um, they they're so capable of doing. And um, I think at this stage, everything everything was looking rosier. Let's say a month ago, I think a title challenge was what we're all hoping for, and it looks as if sadly Man City are up and over the hill now. Maybe if Liverpool win those games in hand and, and there could be some sort of wobble. But I think from here, City look imperious. But it, it's good to see Champions League-wise, you, you'd fancy Liverpool in, in one-off situations. And finally, a little cup run, a League Cup semi-final that isn't looking too easy going to, to the Emirates. But at least we're in that semi-final. It would be great to get to, to Wembley and actually see Klopp win some domestic silverware other than the title as well would be wonderful. Yeah, it does feel that there's... Um unfinished business um, at Liverpool's end because the manner in which uh, they won the title two seasons back it felt imperious it felt dominant it felt you know would we dare to use the word dynasty building um, and then everything seemed to come falling down around um, a calamitous series of injuries last year so what's happened um, you know the, the obvious is that you know you haven't had uh, Van Dijk injured um, you haven't, you, you know, you've had plenty of your first team players back, but what else has given Liverpool um, the, the the energy and the fuel to turn in the performances that they've produced this season? Because there's been some crackers, hasn't there? Oh, there has, there has for sure. I think there's that always that element with Klopp and his football that kind of mirrors um, mirrors the style of what he wants on the field. You know, that chaos, that madness that ensues, uh, that high energy. And I think there's a very, very fine line. I think you saw it when we lost to Villa in the 7-2. Um, was that, you know, even that was a good side we put out that day. Is if we get it, if we get it wrong, things can fall apart quickly. And I think last season, when you miss players and they're not there, you're trying to play a certain way, and, and, and you know, losing those, however many games it was. Now I try to blank it from my memory. 
but I think it was six or seven games at home um, that we just, you know, we couldn't get it right. And I think this year now everyone's back um, and I think that everyone probably good learning experience in a way to fall off that far um, and luckily recover and, and make top four um, to now all be back again. I think everyone's galvanized and refocused. Um, I think the issue still lies in the fact that we, we're just letting in too many goals. So yes, it's great to have the 2-2 with City and the 2-2 with, with Chelsea and obviously the 3-3 with Brentford. And, and I think we spoke recently about the amount of goals. It was it four games in London, 10 goals conceded, something like that. So mm. I think, yes, they're the great entertainers again. But in terms of winning a title or even or even having a proper title challenge halfway through a season, I think that's Liverpool's big problem at the moment. I think Van Dijk is back, but it isn't the same Virgil. And I think it might take him almost a whole season to get back to where he was um, in his period's form. So I think we're we're missing a little bit there. I think there's there's weaknesses there. And I think in midfield, it just hasn't quite clicked. I think that, that Milner, Henderson, Fabinho... Um, and Wijnaldum combination was so effective and they were so trusty and they gave you what you needed every time. They understood their roles perfectly. And I think Klopp's tried to evolve the team with the Thiago signing and he's just he's never been fit. He's never had a proper run of games. Um, and I just think, yeah, in midfield, we're, we're struggling to work out what are we. Are we a possession-based team now? Or are we still that blood and thunder sort of crazy team? Or sometimes we're, we're, maybe we're both. But I think that's where we're, where we're struggling to to cement what we really want to be at the moment. Yeah, that that feels like a, a really accurate overview. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of this side and a huge fan of Klopp Ball. Um, there seems to be, you know, what's that thing? It's uh, that saying, what nourishes me destroys me. Um, so I watched Liverpool many times last season and, yeah, the slingshot super fast break um with players and automations um being triggered left right and center um meant that i i, I find jimmy and i don't I, you know i haven't looked at the stats to to back this up but it feels like um most goals scored against liverpool are when the channel between trent and whoever's playing on the right side of center back whether that's um uh, Matip or whether it's Gomez is attacked because Trent is used in a very complex attacking um, <clears throat> cerebral manner yeah. um, however so you know when I watched uh, Liverpool Arsenal the other night um, when Liverpool in possession there seemed to be five players at the front Joe and I were watching it together um, immediate compression I think was the word I used in the in the in the top end of the pitch near the opponent's goal Um it feels like Klopp knows that that's been a problem and that's why he bought Thiago. And if you look at the stats, I saw one mid-season or mid-half season that Liverpool have won most games with Thiago and Fabinho as the central axis. But without Thiago to glue the midfield to the attack, it feels like there's this... Like you used the word like crazy, I think, a minute ago, this, this crazy, frenetic pace that is kind of throw enough shit at the wall and, and see what sticks sort of thing. Mm, yeah. um, I don't know, that's that, that's really reductionist of clock, but I, I guess what I'm saying is is they throw men forward, it's very compressed, and you're looking for someone like Salah to um, to lockpick, essentially, yeah. which is yeah. what he's been doing. Yeah, is massively. that fair? Oh, yeah, massively, I think so. And I think, yeah, good teams um, will hope that if they shut down Mane and they shut down... Um, Salah, then there's a very good chance no one else is scoring. Mm. And I think that's the, the brilliant thing is, is that Salah's been so good 
and Mane was, and he's, he's at, at times he still scores goals, but he's, he's really struggling for form. But I think when you close those two down, you've seen it with Salah sometimes in big games where he's just not really got going. Um, you're looking for goals from other areas of the pitch, and then you know if we had the stats in front of us now, I mean I think what I heard today, uh, Firmino scored as many goals in the last four seasons as Chris Wood. Um, so you know you get your stats like that. Well, who's scoring from midfield? Henderson is not is not going to bag mm. many. Milner, you know, you're looking at that midfield, so you're very reliant on the front three scoring. Um, and yeah, I think that it's it is it's brilliant to watch, but I just do feel there is there's definitely a, a missing element there. And even putting all your, all your reliance on Thiago, I think is a, is, is a huge amount of pressure on him um, because he's struggling to get up to speed with with the Premier League. He's um he's not really been fit, and also it, it, you know it can't be reliant on one player. And I know a lot most have come most of the play comes through uh, Alexander Arnold and, and Robertson and what they create. But um yeah, I do I do feel like if Salah doesn't sign a contract, if Salah moves on. I think that team suddenly looks around and goes, hang on a minute, we've had this guy banging in ridiculous numbers for four Mm. or five seasons. Who steps up and does that? And I think that would have a huge knock-on effect on the team as a whole. Okay, well, that's a a beautiful segue into the next question then, Jimmy, because who is, well, who is the question? Like, who would you sign? Who do Liverpool need to sign? And in which areas... um, uh, is the strengthening most needed? Uh, last season it was defence, wasn't it? It was defence, defence, defence. Yeah. You know, Shimakas, um, Kanate came in. What about now? And who would you have? Yeah, I think defensively we're looking pretty good. I think Kanate is very raw still, um, rough diamond. But I think he's, you know, being in training around Matip and Van Dijk is going to be great for him. Um, and I think, um, yeah, the fullback positions look great as well. I think definitely in the forward line. With with Mane, Firmino, and and Salah all turning 29, all moving on into that next phase, it's either it's stick or bust, isn't it? We, do we keep them and, and hope for an Indian summer with the three of them, and that they're they're still great, and there's no reason why they wouldn't be, and they look after themselves um, in their in their early 30s would be great to keep all three of them and keep seeing them producing. Um, but I still feel that they play too much football. They 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 you know mm. every team sheet comes out it's Salah and Mane and, and even mm. when we were through and we'd won all five Champions League games we go away to Milan they both still start and they both on the field after 60 minutes and it, it's mm. kind of madness. So where's that? Where's the other option? Um, and I think that's what's baffling about Liverpool when you compare them to Man City and, and to to Chelsea is yes we've got this brilliant front three but they play all the time. Um, and um, I just think for their own legs, um, it's just too tiring. I think you need other guys coming in. So I definitely, definitely buy players in both of those roles. I don't think Ox is is a right winger. I think he's he's a very talented player, but his injury list has obviously really mm. hampered him. Minamino's not a winger. I thought he was mm. signed as a ten. I thought he was going to be the lock picker. I think at mm. games when you know teams sit deep at Anfield and we can't break him down, I thought he was going to be the guy to sit behind Firmino or, or, or swap with Firmino. So I don't see him being the answer. Curtis Jones is not a left winger either. So I think you have to go out and buy someone. And I think, really, the, the, they should invest. They should say, right, Origi's going to go. We've let Shakiri go. Now's the time Now's the time to spend and put our foot on the gas and do something. Um, and I, I would love to see Jared Bowen. Um, mm. I think he's been ridiculously good this season. I think his, his numbers are amazing. But just mm. watching a fair bit of West Ham, I think he's... Just showing that mentality every single game now, where he's he's just causing trouble. His work rate's insane. It would fit the Liverpool bill perfectly. Um, he assists. He scores. I think he just looks brilliant. Um, I know you and I have got a 
a very big love-in for Rafael Liao. Mm. I think he's just one of those fantastic, exciting players. You know, he just glides across the pitch. I think him being, you know, signed as Mane's understudy or replacing Mane would be brilliant. Um, just those devastating speed and he cuts in and he's finishing. So, yeah, if, if I had a, a crazy amount of, you know, oil-based money to spend, I'd be splashing it on those two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that George is a huge fan of um, of Bowen as well. He's had a great season with West Ham. And um, George's observation was really interesting because he he thinks that um, that the plan was this season for Hart v Elliott to really step into that 10 role. Yeah. Um, and and that was the direction, the tacti- the tactical evolution um, of Liverpool with Thiago and Fabinho. Um, but obviously, you know, and thankfully that the young man is is recovering well from what looked like an awful injury. Mm. Um, but yeah, Leao. I mean, you know, I think what excites me most about him is um, he has a very distinct and unique dribbling style. And I know, I know that's a weird mm. thing to say he's but a, he's a glider isn't he yeah it's 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 very, if you watch it it's different to you think of the so who are the best dribblers around you hazard um messi he is a different style to those guys um and and i love it and there's something a bit it's like a bit street about the way he dribbles you know yeah it's a bit like futsal five aside yeah, dribbling yeah. I, would, and I, I would love to know his background i think he yeah. definitely was born on the streets he's got that feel oh. of the way he shifts it and his, his stride continues and mm. he just yeah destroys players for pace but you know if Mane had someone like that coming off the bench surely he'd turn around and look at himself and go hang on i need to up it here and mm. i think he's become very reliant on the fact that he's going to play all the big games um and i think he he just looks like he's he's I don't know what it is. He's lost that sharpness. His touch is, is slow and, and gets the ball caught under his feet and he's being dispossessed. He, you know, he's just, he needs competition for sure. And we need a different option when he's not at the races. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you know, quick shout out to Diogo Jota. Um, oh, sure. You know, Massive. 10 goals already this season. I think it's 10 goals uh, this season. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's been a fantastic signing. And what yeah, that's a, a perfect you, sign. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, Bruno Fernandes at United rightfully got loads and loads of plaudits for being a huge impact in the January window. January, notoriously a complex time in which to sign players, bed them in. Bruno did a great job, but I thought the way that Jota came into a highly competitive, um, high-performing team and started producing numbers immediately um, was was really impressive. And... I think he's one of my favourite headers of the ball. Uh, yeah, 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 for for a smaller man as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he really is. Yeah, I love um, that um, quick comparison. I love his directness, almost in that kind of Cavani or Suarez style. Mm. Of um, he gets a ball, he turns, and he just goes at the goal, or a cross goes yeah. into the box. He attacks areas of space, and things happen. So yeah, Jota's just brilliant for that. But um, and can play in all front three positions too. So he's a, he's a corker. He is, and and you know, going back to the to the Bowen shout, I think. The type of play you could see when when Klopp came to Liverpool, um, there were players like Origi, um, you know, that, that are now starting to be moved on and whatnot. Klopp is looking for a very specific type of player. Yeah. Um, the scouting net network that he has um, and the data and whatnot, they have very clear ideas, and that's what I found 
really amazing again to go back to Jota is they clearly had tracked him and they clearly knew exactly what they were doing yeah. because they were just like bang we're buying Jota immediately yeah. it was like just no one saw it come in there's no there wasn't really that much speculation about it it yeah. was just signed and I thought wow they they know exactly who and what they're buying here the numbers last season the numbers this season have delivered that Bowen looks like a sort of clock player my only concern is um you know, to use a Twitter phrase, uh, English tax, whether the the numbers are just going to be too prohibitive because um, English footballers, um, cl- you know, in the Premier League, when it's club to club, they just swap hands for crazy money, don't they? Yeah, massively, um, massively. I, I do think that is one of the constraints on Liverpool. Hey, they have to they have to pick the right time, pick the mm. right moment, and then they're not going to make huge amounts of money for the players they're getting rid of this time around. So it's not like a Coutinho where you can turn mm. around and say, right, let's get Allison, let's get Van Dijk. Mm. And this time around, we have to be clever. But yeah, how much money is there in the pot? Is there enough um, for Mohamed Salah to ink a contract? I think so. I think he did the old classic, didn't he, when he arrived with with Egypt and um, my my brethrens in Cairo. And um, I think he he put out the feelers, didn't he, saying um, things weren't going as well as he thought and he needs to be paid what he deserved, which I totally agree with. I think we mm. should just give him whatever we can. Mm. And Klopp then said, um, you know, that the, the talks are positive. So let's just go fingers crossed on that. Surely of all the players, you know, that, that he was Anfield recently and he is absolutely idolised beyond compare. I think if you're going for an all-time Liverpool eleven, I think he's going in that team now. I think he's that good. Um, and um, I think we just yeah we just have to find whatever money we need to hold on to him because the danger will be won't it that who who else wants him I can't see him going anywhere else in England and I don't know whether anyone else could necessarily offer him crazy crazy money so hopefully um, there's no one to come in in the old days the Madrid and the Barca to come in and, and wreck that for us but I just pray he signs because he's so important yeah the only club that I could see him I, I could see I mean, Bayern's a really obvious one because they have, um, you know, they have the pull and the purchasing power. But um, I don't think that, um, you know, going off off topic a bit here, uh, Chelsea's front three. I've been critical of of, of them all season, yeah. um, of the money that they paid and the returns, um, and Ziyech is not pulling up trees on that no, right true. right flank. Yeah, and um, Salah has. Yeah, yes, you know, obviously, um, some time at Chelsea. That would be my only concern is that um, he didn't sign for Liverpool, um, and then inked with a rival. I mean, that yeah. would be that would be brutal, wouldn't it? And that that really brings us on to the next part, really, which is this is where Liverpool is sitting, Jimmy, because you know, like you said, um, Man City seem to be out of sight. They seem to be out of sight in terms of the numbers, and they seem to be out of sight in terms of the brand of football that they are playing because it is it is quite sensational um to watch such a such a high functioning team from 1 to 11 isn't it it's it's a real it's it's a real total football what they're playing isn't it it is i, I agree through gritted yeah. teeth yeah i know um, but yeah, i know no. you're a big i know you're a huge pep fan as well there jimmy but um given that you know given that City are in such rich form and the, and the riches uh, that they have on the bench and in the bank account. What constitutes and 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 you've got Chelsea tailing behind you with a misfire in front line. Um, 
where do Liverpool sit in this EPL this season and, and also in the Champions League, Jimmy? Where where are they in the silverware run? Yeah, I think um, you talk about that City team, that 1-11. to 11, I think really you'd almost call it when you're 1-18, to 18, you're 1-22. to 22. Yeah. It's, it's that thing of what the other day they, they leave Ruben Diaz out and Laporte comes back in. Or, you know, the, the players they can rotate and the quality they can bring in is absolutely insane. Um, and they just don't seem to have been affected by this COVID situation, mm. by injuries, by, you know, they've just coasted through it. And um, so I think Liverpool's, that's going to be their, that's going to be the thing they're always going to have to challenge themselves against, isn't it? How close can we get to them? And they had that great season where they finished a point away. And I think mm. they're able to then push on the following season. Hopefully mm. this is a similar season. This is something where we try and now get back to that form and claw back at them. Mm. And then next year we can say, right, that was another good season. Now we need to go up again another gear and, and get it back again. Um, I think in terms of our overall silverware, I think League Cup would be brilliant. Heard that amazing stat about Tuchel the other day that it's his, was mm. it's his sixth cup final in a row with PSG and Chelsea mm. combined. So he's just um, he's pretty good at that, isn't he? But uh, yeah, yes. I think um, it's going to be interesting if we can get past Arsenal and get to that. I think that would be a great showpiece final. Um, and then the um, the Champions League, I really do feel like with Liverpool, it's just on their day, if if it's the proper Liverpool, we, we're definitely in with a shout there. Um, yeah. I wouldn't fear Man City at all over two legs. Um, Chelsea would be very interesting for sure. And I know Bayern and, and, and PSG, if, if, it's a, if it's a very good PSG on their night. But I think Liverpool are right in the mix for that. So I would love us to, if we can't do the league, which I think is out of sight, Champions League will always be the top priority. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, Liverpool definitely seem to have a a cup style of football in the minute. Um, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm surprised we've not really done any FA Cup or League Cup runs. And I know the squad's maybe not big enough for it, and Klopp's not prioritised that. But I know that the Liverpool fans really love love both those trophies, especially the FA Cup. It's always had a special special feel. So it, it would be great if um, if we can just try and go on a bit of a run in those. I think sometimes he's just written them off and let us get knocked out without really caring about it. And, you know, that's every manager's want. But I think it's a shame. Hopefully we can we can get on a bit of a run there too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think maybe I'd gently counter that he's been savvy in his cup use to blood squad members like, I mean, Curtis Jones came into his own in cup runs, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harvey sure. Elliott um, and, and, and many more. Um so yeah, I, I, I can see, <coughs> I can see the the pragmatism. Klopp's not pragmatic in his style of football, but he's he's surely pragmatic in in management and leadership, and understand that um, he has a he has and has had an elite squad, an elite group of players that could deliver him one or two trophies, and the ones he wanted were the Champions League and the title. And that's what he went out and did. Yeah. Um, to then to 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 maybe to maybe put lay the cards on the table and say, do you know what? Actually, we want the we want the the Champions League, the the Premier League, the FA Cup, and the Carabao. We want we want the quadruple. <laughs> yeah. That's not. It's not realistic for. It, it, Klopp has the ability as a manager to do it. He's he's one of the best. He's, he's a modern great. But the squad and the means, the financial means that Liverpool have. Yeah. Um. That that would be unrealistic. Yeah, definitely. at this juncture, Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look yeah. at Chelsea and City's squad, that that when that second eleven comes out and it's just as good, and they're all internationals. Yeah, we're not there yet, and that's why those cups have to 
go by the wayside for sure. Fantastic. So, end of season hopes, really, Jimmy. Just thinking about, you know, um, yeah, cups and where you finish, and you know, like I said, signings and 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 contracts. What what are your end of season hopes? I mean, what do you, what what you know, come May, um, you know, what will what will have happened to put a little smile on Jimmy's face before he tucks in <laughs> for the night? Lovely. Lovely thought. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think definitely that that Champions League final is always mm. very very special. I think if we can get ourselves into that, that's that for me as a fan is just it doesn't get any better than that. The excitement and the pre-match and all the stuff that comes with it is amazing. Being back on this side of the world in this time zone for one of those would be great. I think the last time I was three o'clock in the morning in the Brisbane casino preparing for the Real Madrid <laughs> one, uh, which obviously was terrible. You walk out seven in the morning and just go for a coffee and sit there and feel weird. So um, yeah, I definitely want, definitely would love that. Um, and I think yeah, the, the transfer thing is interesting. Uh, obviously, if we were to to win something else alongside it, great. But I do feel the fans will be getting a bit twitchy if nothing really happens in January and we get to the summer um, there's going to be a huge huge amount of pressure to do something in the summer because if we get to the start of the season and it's a similar squad uh, and Salah's still not signed a contract I, I do mm. think there's a lot of question marks building there um, mm. and everyone's getting towards the end game I mean, Klopp's got a year left it seems like he's possibly going to going to let that run and then you've got mm. that whole thing of, of, yeah, of Mane and, and Salah as well. It, it almost does seem like that natural end. Um, mm. So yeah, I really do hope there's some investment soon, just to um, just to add a couple fresh faces to that squad because it needs it big time. Do you think Klopp stays on beyond this contract, Jimmy? I don't know. I don't, mm. I'd love him to. I would mm. love him to. But he's done seven at Mainz, seven at Dortmund. Um, he's he's scheduled for seven with us. So I'd love him to go beyond that. I don't know why that seems to be his magic number. I think mm. if we're competitive and doing well and he's enjoying it I would love him to do you know to do 10 to do 15 mm. like stay forever he is he's incredible I think this whole Steven Gerrard thing as much as I love Stevie G he's, he's so unproven he's, he's so not ready um, and I think the idea of oh well, Klopp's contract runs out when you know all this sort of rubbish I think he needs to stay as long as he possibly can but I do think with Klopp there's a little um, there's a little bit of a, a Germany job thing calling there I think that's mm. his final pinnacle and his way of, uh, you know, a, a semi-retirement, if you will. So I, I do think at some point that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, no, I hope he's, I hope he builds something for another three, four years at least. Yeah, interesting. I, I, I don't know why, but I, I just see him at Barcelona one day. I just think he'll fancy it. But really? that's just, yeah. That, um, yeah. I mean, that's, it, it, it's just a thought. It's based on nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think just as a as a disciple and the lineage of the the style of football that he plays, um, and where he's come from as a manager. Yeah. But <clears throat> you know, if you're talking about the financial constraints of Liverpool, uh, you know, Barcelona. I mean, that's a topic for a whole other pod, isn't it? Let's be honest. Of the economic mess. That is Barcelona yeah. FC. Unbelievable. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I think that's probably highly unlikely, actually. Um, okay, Jimmy, let's wrap it up there. Um, I'm going to blow the whistle for full time. We had a few minutes for um, injury time there. Lovely. Um, I'll start stretching off. How was that for you? It was lovely, beautiful. It's, <laughs> it's lovely to see your face with the clouds behind you. And um, yeah, yeah I, I, you know, break. What's it called? Um, 
popping your cherry, if you will, in this yeah, instance. I'm, I'm very happy, very happy. I made my debut. I can clap now around the stadium and walk off and, and shower off a happy man. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the clop would, uh, the clop, the cop would uh, would be going mad for you. Um, listeners, just so you know, I've got a, um, I've got a background that's like these pink clouds in the sky. It's very vapor wave. Mm. It's very um, a floral shop by Macintosh Plus. Um, I don't know why I just liked it. I can't no, remember why I put perfect. it on. I've just never changed it. I put it on ages ago. And Is it just the serenity, it. maybe, of this moment? I think of it so. Absolutely, yeah, it's happened. Yeah, it has. And it'll and, happen um, again. You know, Jimmy, we can't wait to have you on um, on on the pods. I mean, this is going to be fantastic, but uh, what a performance. Um, yeah, I, it, it's been great to have you on. It's been great to talk about Liverpool. Um, listeners, you're going to be hearing a lot more of Jimmy over the next couple of months, which is fantastic. Um, in the meantime, check us out on Instagram. Uh, check us out on Twitter um, and yes yeah, stay locked uh, we've got plenty more bits and bobs coming um, in the next couple of weeks more on African Cup of Nations um, more EPL and um, some other bits and bobs that we have up our sleeves as well as when we're going to be announcing our next set of live events um, for 2022 so I've been Jack Harmon deputising for the wonderful Joe um, Jimmy, it's been absolute magic, mate. I'm I'm raising my hands above my head, giving you been a, a pleasure, giving you a clap to the Thank stand. You. Thank you very much. Awesome. Okay, buddy. Um, thanks, guys, um, and thanks, listeners, for staying locked. And we'll see you again soon. <laughs>